The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. lose all sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 252. <laughs> what do you want him to do? He's old. Oh, <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside... He only does everything. Colin Moriarty. Hello. And I know... He's making his long-awaited IGN podcast return. You heard that Chris Roper moved back to the Bay Area, so we invited on Craig Harris. Hello, Craig Harris. <laughs> Hello. Actually, Greg, you know what? I have a prepared statement because I... Do you yeah, really? I, I love I, it. He I, does. I have, yeah. <laughs> However, since you have the, uh, the the golden voice, I would like you to read this statement and as quickly but as possible. But you're on the show. Yeah, well, <laughs> you read the statement. All right. This is a prepared statement from the one and only Craig Harris. Craig, of course, oh, does this run through who you are? Yes. If, okay, good. Well, okay. no, it doesn't. But Well, Craig Harris worked at IGN for like two decades. And <laughs> close. That, and cl- close to it. And now you work over at Sega. I do. And you're working on uh, Alien versus Predator. No. Further... Predator versus Aliens, Colonial Predator Marines. versus Batman. Aliens, Colonial Marines. Aliens, Colonial Marines. Oh, okay. But the statement covers. Oh, that covers that. Yeah. All right, cool. Predator Here versus com- Sonic. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> statement from the desk of Craig Harris. <clears throat> any any opinions expressed by Craig Harris during Podcast Beyond 252 are solely his own and are not the beliefs of Sega of America or any of his awesome coworkers. Craig Harris appears on Podcast Beyond exclusively as a fan of video games and not as an industry insider, although many of his opinions will be spot on and irrefutable. (laughs) (laughs) Additionally, he's devilishly handsome and should return as a frequent guest of any and all IGN podcasts. Purple Monkey Dishwasher. There you go. <laughs> All right, well done. Thank well you, played. This, you. I thought this show was going to suck, but then this got good. The last podcast I got on, I, I, I got into trouble. So what what, what was the last one you're on? Oh, God. It was some fan site, like a Nintendo podcast. And I was just, you know, talking, chatting, and apparently got, I got, uh, you know, soundbited. Uh, and picked up all over the place. So oh, I'm glad that. Okay. Need to cover my ass. All right, cool. So. Um, Ryan Clements in The Great White Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's snowing up there. Then just bejesus out of the place. Yep, snowing up the bejesus. Okay. Uh, Andrew Goldfarb is now recording Game Scoop right now. We're gonna have to talk about this, Colin. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna have to move Podcast Beyond again. Not days. Nobody panic about days, but for sure time periods. Mm, I think it's fine where it is. No, it isn't because here's the thing. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, Game Scoop has moved to being a video podcast now. Every day you get a daily installment of it. On Friday, the whole show goes up as an hour long video. If you didn't watch all the mini videos, then you get the hour long or whatever, the however long it is, podcast as well, audio only. 
What? What was that? It was a long explanation of what's happening. <laughs> but the important thing is that you know they're recording these in the morning, similar to the Daily Fix, and I want to make sure we have PlayStation representation on there. We can't be we can't be gone one day of the week. What if today was the big day? Kratos got canceled. They're like, we're never doing another God Kratos willing. game. God, God willing. willing. We, none of us would be there because we got to come do Beyond. So we should start recording at like uh, one, one in the afternoon. Nah, I don't know about that. It's so easy to crank out the show. Fine. You can come Let's here at 10.30. Lunch. The rest of us me. will come in. You sit here and eat. Yeah. Goldfarb ate an apple on here a couple weeks ago when I was off. Nobody liked that one bit. No. No. Let's begin the show with what is <sighs> and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Man. This is why you were never invited on when you no. worked here, Craig. You don't even know this show. Uh, there's a structure here. Know I know, I'm not used to podcasts with structure. Yeah? Not at all. You're gonna get it. How like, have you been? I've been okay. Yeah? Yeah. You like, you like it over there, Sega? I'm Being an industry blast. insider? I'm doing a lot of uh, uh, getting ready for a lot of the events that are coming up. Are you doing PAX? I am. We're doing PAX. Yeah, at the moment I am doing PAX. Awesome. We'll see if that sticks. Yeah, PAX is great. Are you going to Gamescom? Uh, I am not going to games. Didn't I see you there last year? Not last year. Actually, yes, I was there last year. Yeah, I think I, saw, I think I just ran into yeah, you. Yeah, last yeah, year. we were running around uh, Cologne. And you guys were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> surprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I right? in a foreign country, <laughs> wasted. I in their own but country. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not going to be at uh, Gamescom, but I'm going to be at PAX. And then the GameStop Expo. Have you ever heard of that? I have heard of that. That's so, the, the the private one where they bring everybody together, right? Uh, this is now public show. Is that the one in San Antonio? Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll be there too. Sorry, Texas. Yeah. Cool. Stop um, by and say hi. Yes, yeah, stop by and say hi at the GameStop. Uh, yeah, GameStop Expo in San, San Antonio, Antonio soon. It's like it well, is soon. Yeah. When does this podcast September. go up? This goes up today. Okay, then it will be like what? No, that's September. No? It's August twenty eighth. That's really close. Then yeah, yeah. 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 A little too it's good to have you, Craig. Myself. I'm having fun. This is a good show yeah. already. I'm having, having a good time. Uh, How many items are on the Roper Report? Craig, this week? Craig, there are. 10 items on the list <laughs> okay. this week. Uh, number one, Metal Gear Solid 4's trophy patch is now live. The game includes eight bronze trophies, eight silver trophies, three gold trophies, and a slew of hidden trophies. And yes, indeed, what took a so platinum long? trophy. Uh, they wanted to. They wanted to wait till the market was just ready <laughs> <laughs> for more Metal Gear Solid I know, Four. I know for trophy trophies like yourself, you're all excited about it, but it took forever. Yeah, over four years. Yeah, that uh, is a long time. That, but it, I, I hold out hope then that he- the Heavenly Sword will get them. Uh, yeah, it gives, I would, it's it a fly-by-night franchise. No one really cares about it, right? Yeah, I know. It gives you hope. Yeah. That's some of those old gems. But you were telling me how, how many playthroughs and how long? Eight. It's uh, PlayStation or PS3Trophies.org, our friends at PS3Trophies.org. The number one trophy website. site in the internet. Absolutely excellent website. Uh, has broken it down. It requires at least eight playthroughs to get the Platinum Trophy. Um, so, Does anyone actually want to play that game eight times? I don't think anyone wants to play that game one time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they, pre- they predict 70 to 80 hours to get the Platinum. So, no thanks. <laughs> uh, number two, Bethesda has revealed that it has Skyrim's Dawnguard DLC up and running on PS3, but that it's, quote, not yet satisfied with Dawnguard's performance on PS3. Shocker! We would like for everyone to have a chance to play Dawnguard, but we aren't going to release it for PS3 knowing that some people's experience in Skyrim will be worse. Um, like they do with the real game. So it could still come out, but uh, it's a little weird, isn't it? Like, yeah. this triple this, this A studio can't figure out how to develop for the PlayStation 3. I mean, that's basically what it is at this point. It's a brand new system, so it's hard to get around. I mean, it's like, it's really... Is it the same team that worked on Skyrim that's doing the, the patch? You would assume so. Yeah, well, it's not, I mean, it's not like the orange box or something like that, yeah, yeah. where it was like totally like another studio doing it. I mean, I, they do it internally. It might be like maybe their B team, but... Right. Um, but Skyrim obviously didn't run well on PS3 to begin yeah. with. And it had, the, it had the worst press of any of the versions. That's probably what they're worried about. It's like they release this. If, it, if it's not good, then they're going to go through that whole rigmarole of get, getting the bad press again. No, you're right. But it's also a little weird that they can't figure it out. 
Like sort, sort it, it out. out. <laughs> like sort it out. The game came out in November. Like figure out. But how doesn't to work this go back to the whole thing? Like this is the whole when they got to the root of the problem with the, the PlayStation Three version of Skyrim was how the, you know the RAM was allocated or whatever. So isn't it the same problem? Like they're kind of sure. But you, you would think that they would patch it to just reset things in the world. You sure. Know? Sure. Because I don't know, you know, Craig. What the re- the reason? Like, it's like when you open a door, you drop an item. All these things it's saved in RAM. Uh, the Xbox 360 can allocate RAM however it wants between graphics and you know and things that need to be, I guess, saved in the back end. Or whatever. Sure. Right. PS3 splits it in half: 256 megabytes for graphics, 256 megabytes for everything else, and that RAM is taxed by Skyrim. So you either have to play the game very carefully by not picking anything up and not op- like closing doors behind you and shit like that, or you think the solution would just be like after it hits X amount of megabytes in, in RAM, reset everything. Yeah. You know, like But then just, you go to that whole old school Nintendo way of when you leave the room and come back, everything's reset. I always hated that. When you, you Yeah, know, like, it, it breaks the experience, especially yeah. in a game like Skyrim where yeah. your actions matter so much and you want to come back and be like, I remember killing this Wiccan fifteen hours ago, but I think if, if it makes the game work, <laughs> we might have to let it go on this one. Yeah, and it can be selective, too. It can be like, you know, let's save when an enemy's kill. Let's save when you pick up a key item. But let's not save when you drop an apple on the ground. And then you mm. go back 20 hours later, and that apple is still on the ground. Like, it's a little ridiculous. Yeah. Like, sort it out. Sort it out. It's embarrassing. It's I mean, I think they should be embarrassed, to be very honest. I, I bet they are, right? They don't seem it. Uh, what no, do you want them to do? Fix the game? Well, you know, it seems I, like- I, think, I, think, I bet they think it's an unfixable problem. Permanently broken. No, no. Sony has some pretty world-class developers making only PlayStation games that seem to work. It's just and that's fine. and exactly because that's that is the benefit of exclusivity. I mean, you're able to sit down and get all the juice from the orange. That's why Uncharted looks so good. That's why Naughty Dog can push the system so much further because they don't have to worry about porting it over to a PS3 or I'm sorry, to a PC to a 360. So there you go. Make Skyrim first party and then there you go. Solved. Yeah, Shuhei, we know you're listening. <laughs> Bye, Bethesda. There you go. There's your answer. Uh, number three. Sony Corporation has posted a $312 million loss company-wide, ranging, in, uh, ranging from the period April 1st to June 30th. This is significantly smaller than the $2 billion loss it posted a couple of quarter go- quarters ago, um, and seems to be somewhat in line with rival Nintendo's $220 million loss. Sony is still experiencing some problems and remains in the red, but things do seem to be improving. Making up the ground. Um, so we'll see how that goes. It's all the Vita. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Vita's helping. Oh yeah, the Vita's really killing it. Uh, number four, Superbot Entertainment has confirmed the veracity of the PlayStation All-Stars leak derived from the game's beta, noting that the leak was obviously, quote, unexpected and unintended, end quote, but that the game is, quote, still in development and the leak content does not fully represent the final product, nor the incredible efforts that were made to make these elements truly spectacular, end quote. Mm-mm. Superbot has also revealed that the All-Stars beta that's currently limited to a few people, including me and you, Greg. Yeah! And me! And me. And me. Oh, you're in it? Yeah, I'm in it. All right, good. You can't we'll, talk about it So yet. all of us will go wider in the weeks and months leading up to the game's release date. It will first be available to PlayStation Plus members. Let's say, ladies Ladies and gentlemen, you aren't in the beta, and you want to know what's going on. Well, I got good fucking news for you. <laughs> Tomorrow on IGN.com. Wednesday, the, well, I don't remember. Let's say the 8th. 8th, yeah, that's right. 8th, yeah, okay. You can talk, Sean, don't worry. We have, we have, they don't hear you, but we'll know you're here. It, 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 in line with GameScape becoming a video podcast, we currently have a video producer in here figuring out how to make our ramblings <laughs> for an hour and a half of video podcasts. Our nonsense. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, the 8th of August, uh, we are blowing out the PlayStation All-Stars beta coverage. We will have videos of every level 3 move, every intro, all the outros, who the characters are, direct feed, Colin's doing character breakdowns for every character, me, Destin, and Colin did character breakdown videos. That's right, six PlayStation conversations go live tomorrow detailing your favorite beta character. So, lots did, of excitement I didn't sign tomorrow. any when you, when you, you had to scroll through a giant thing and you had to hit accept. Oh, really? You can't say anything? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you're screwed. Oh. I mean, you could break it right now. You, you can go rogue. 
get well. Sega never to be back on there. <laughs> I'm not here for Sega. I know. Everybody calm down. Be cool. He's here representing CrankyCraig.com. <laughs> don't go to CrankyCraig.com. Actually, Craig. I don't go to Don't, go, don't, 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 don't give him I have him no idea what's there. But if you want to follow me that. on Twitter. Yeah, do. Yeah, he's yeah. here representing Twitter.com <laughs> slash CrankyCraig. That's who he's representing. I, I do have that. Uh, number five. Two Little Big Planet games now have release dates. Yeah, buddy. Little Big Planet on PlayStation Vita will come out on September 19th in Europe and September 25th in North America. Little Big Planet Carding on PlayStation 3 will launch on November 7th in North America and November 9th in Europe. And speaking of Little Big Planet, Greg, yeah. Media Molecule has revealed that over 7 million levels have been created by using uh, Little Big Planet, Little Big Planet 2, and Little Big Planet on Whoa. PSP. That's 5,377 levels per day or 3.7 levels every minute. That's a lot, Kyle. That is. You missed an opportunity for Greg away there. Greg away. Speaking of Little yeah. Big Planet. I don't want. I don't. I try not to. First off, I don't want to st- stomp all over you. No, I gotta, you I gotta give, already handed I gotta it back give to you. you. I know, but you gotta have a. You gotta have a memorial, Craigway here. <laughs> but yeah, and that's an up at noon thing. That's a start thing. YouTube owns that. I can't. Right. I can't bring that over to IGN properties. And now for my favorite piece of news this week. I hope it's what I hope it is. Sony Computer Entertainment has registered two new trademarks. Yes. With the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Do you have an email ready for that? I do. Do you know the email? Yeah. Both D- don't are, read the emails ahead of time. <laughs> both are uh, for, quote, computer game software and video game software, end quote, indicating that they are indeed PlayStation games. The trademark in question are Rain and Until Dawn. Uh, Sony has not yet responded to my Rain inquiry. as in the falling rain or rain as in rain, the yeah, yeah, rain, R-A-I-N. Right. And then uh, Until Dawn. Now, before you read the email that I already read, Until Dawn... Uh, was rumored a while ago as being that PlayStation Move game that used the flashlight in. Oh, remember nice. that? Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. So I think they're probably just re-upping on the trademark. That just reminded and, me of Unfinished One. I'm excited for that game. And, and hey, real quick, yeah. remember that Sony said that they will have an, a new I, two new IPs. Mm-hmm. This could be them at Gamescom. Yeah. And one of them was a Move IP. Yeah. I so, remember the Move. Hmm? I remember the Yeah, move. me too. Yeah. Only a few people have it. Yeah. It's, it's somewhere <laughs> underneath your coffee table, covered in cat hair. Yeah. Oh, the four-year tailspin of the PlayStation <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, Beast from the Middle East writes in to beyond at IGN.com, just like you can to be part of the show, and I swear to God, don't tweet me asking for the email address. <laughs> Listen when I say it. Beyond I know, people, people email, and it's not ironic either. It's like Beyond it's like, at no IGN.com, like many times. Anyways, Beast says, if the rain and until dawn trademark by Sony Story makes it in on the Roper Report this week, I can safely say that Colin really doesn't get what counts as important Sony news. This story is not important in any way, and for it to even be considered on the list means that this was a very slow news week in PlayStation. When insignificant news comes across the Beyond crew, it's okay to... Comes across the Beyond Crew, it's okay to mention it, but to place it on the list means that it is important for a story of this caliber of insignificance really annoys me. This isn't the first time I got annoyed by the stories placed on the list, just the first time writing in to inform you guys, all caps, that Colin needs someone to edit his list. <laughs> Love you guys, beast from the Middle East. What What is your quality control from the Roper Report? There is none. Here's the, here, I'll, I'll, I, you don't even have to. You can stand the leash over there, okay. Colin. All right, I'll let you know, beast from the Middle East. This is a story. This is something you, you listen to this show for the conversations that are spawned, right? You, if you're, this is a new story that could have easily slipped by you with all the Black Ops stuff and Little Big Planet, this and Uncharted DLC. That this is an interesting thing that we talk about now, and then months from now you hear about it until dawn. You're like, I, I heard about this on podcast beyond. I know what they're talking about. You might now, now you know, look for it maybe at Gamescom. Now you know maybe it's the flashlight game. It's an interesting conversation piece. You. If you don't want to hear about new IPs or crazy things that could be coming down the line, you would have missed out on the God of War Ascension story and all this other stuff. Yeah, well, to me, and maybe Craig feels differently, but 
That seems like the most significant story of the entire Roper Report so far. Two new IPs. Now, nah, Little Big Planet Vita release dates bigger. Well, they're two new names that they've registered, but you don't know if they're ever going to do anything with them. Sure, but but I don't see why they would trade why they would register trademarks for, especially until dawn. I mean, I think that's pretty clear. That that's probably going to be the game at Gamescom, just based on what we know hmm. about it being a move IP at Gamescom. Yeah. I can go either way. It could be a slow news story, but it also could be the most important news that you've ever reported. But see, we talked about it. It, it, it could be. It could, it. I mean, so because so, what was great about the story that I wrote was that the speculation was like, hey, maybe one of these is new, Sucker Punch's new game. You know, maybe one of these are Ben's new game. And that's exciting. I mean, I don't understand how you can be a PlayStation fan listening to the biggest PlayStation podcast in the world Swish. and not be excited when Sony registers two new trademarks. I don't for two understand new titles. why they're registering Rain because they already have heavy Rain. Don't you think that's going to be sending this is a prequel? Messages? <laughs> it's this not, just not it quite raining. heavy. It's, that, a, it's a drizzle. It, 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 no, no, it's going to be. It's heavy rain. Then the prequel is rain. Then the prequel to that is All drizzle. Right. Right. <laughs> My prediction: rain is a PSN game, and that no one cares about. Yeah, and uh, until dawn is probably the move game. Okay, I went to school. Real quick aside, with a girl who changed her name to Rain. There you go. There you go. There's your Greg Way. Yeah, Greg Way. <laughs> Sounds like nope. a stripper name. Didn't like her. She did not look like a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I don't know. I, maybe other people disagree. Maybe, maybe, but I feel like that's pretty significant news. And if you're a PlayStation fan, and you're not interested in new trademark registry, <laughs> registries, then I suggest you walk away from the PlayStation, sir. Walk away. All yeah, right. See you later. Away. <laughs> Number seven. The writer of Batman: Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, Batman? Paul Dini, has confirmed that he won't be working on the next Batman game from Rocksteady. Strangely, he said that he wished that he could return, but that it wasn't up to him, indicating that Rocksteady will be going in another direction for the game's writing. Weird. W- what What do you make of this, Greg? It's weird, and it does give more credence to the whole Silver Age argument we were having before. Remember, we talked about this. Uh, Craig, have you been following this? That I have they, not. They, they, the, the leaked rumor, whatever you want to call it, the rumor was that the, they're doing this game that's going to be a prequel that'll be about Batman's first meeting with the Joker and it'll involve the Justice League and it would be very Silver Age comics. Huh. Which I was saying is like Batman's super cheery in the Silver Age. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey chum and let's go do this, that. But that doesn't put it in kind of the, the realistic Exactly. Which style. and that and so my argument when this story came up originally, the the Silver Age part was that I bet it got misinterpreted as it got leaked out and what it really was was first meeting some Silver Age influences yeah. kind of thing where it would still be grounded like the reality of it all in that animated series world they created. But the fact that Paul Dini isn't part of it, he's the guy behind the animated series. Right. He's the guy behind all he's these DC animated it. movies. Yeah. Really, really bizarre, yeah, that if they're trying to break away and not use him, does start to make me worry about like some kind of brave and the bold kind well, of thing. Well, why would you like, create a, a prequel that would focus on the Joker when Mark Hamill himself has actually said, I'm not doing Because Mark anymore. Hamill has said also said that he'll come back. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. one of those things like... What if, is Mark he, Hamill going to do? He always, said, he, <laughs> <laughs> he always talks about if the script's good and Kevin Conroy's there, he'd do it. And so, I mean, I think he'll, I th- you'll see him again as the Joker for sure. Right. But I don't know. I don't know if it's in the game. I just don't understand why. I mean, just as a, a, a kind of an ancillary Batman fan, just on a kind of uh-huh. on the sidelines, not really super into it. Uh, I don't see. What was interesting to me is not that he doesn't want to, that he's not going to do it, but that he wants to do it and they won't let him. I mean, that's kind of weird because I know that guy's name. I mean, I, I, I know like his legacy with Batman and, yeah. and it's, 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 it's just interesting that they're, they're going to be like, we have this really great thing going right. with Arkham City and Arkham Asylum and now we're just going to. Yeah, blow that shit up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a little weird to me. Because you think that the Arkham Asylum or Arkham City sold better than Arkham Asylum, didn't it? I have to imagine it did. I don't have the numbers in front of me, so but like I going. can't imagine. Just keep it going and get. Well, for God's sake, get Captain Boomerang in there. <laughs> if you get the if you get Flash in there, you can, I will allow Captain Boomerang to be in there. And the Shocker. Number he eight. is in the wrong universe. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot bring him into this. Number eight. A new Army of Two game is in development, oh which I'm very excited about. Army, uh. Army of Two, the Devil's Cartel, is under development at Visceral Montreal, which is a renamed 
studio. It's not really visceral. Uh, and it is being made in the Frost by 2 engine. It's due out in March of 2013. You sigh, but the original... I didn't play the second one. I have it on my shelf. It's still in, it's still in like, shrink wrap. Yeah. But the first Army of Two game is awesome. Yeah. I really like that game. I thought it was really clever. I thought the writing was actually really funny. Salem and Rios are actually pretty cool characters. Which studio was, is uh, Visceral Montreal? Is that the EA Montreal? Yeah, I think team it's... That, the... I think they did... What was that? Uh, that boogie game. I think that's what they did on the Wii. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I remember Boogie. It's just, I feel like they're just renaming them to cash in on... Exactly. The, well, didn't they do the same thing with Bioware? Like, there was, like, a bunch of Bioware Oh, yeah, that's true. That yeah, well, Bioware's now down yeah. in Texas, too, right? Yeah, there's Bioware this. Austin. Yeah. Yeah. That they did uh, uh, Old Republic. Right. So, it's, it's, just, it's smart. just branding. Bioware, yeah, I yeah. Bioware. Rockstar does it all the time. San Francisco. And Activision is starting to do it, I think, isn't there? Aren't they? Isn't Activision leads now or something? I don't know. I mean, Rockstar, Rockstar's a good example that you brought up because Rockstar North is really the only studio that makes any of the games that you really love. Yeah. Well, what about San Diego? I thought San Diego did uh, did uh, Red Dead. I, I thought the, they helped with Red Dead. I thought Rockstar North did Red Dead. Hmm. I thought the Australian one did Red Dead. No, I thought no. the Australian guys did LA Noir. Yeah, that, that's, that's right. That's yeah, right. Team Bond right. yeah, yeah, got yeah, closed yeah. out. Mm, but yeah. I'm pretty sure. Let's. I'm gonna Google around for this. I'm pretty <laughs> I thought sure. they collaborated. I, San Diego was involved with it, but I thought that they collaborated. I don't. I don't. I, if that's true, then Rockstar San Diego is quite good because Red Dead's fucking awesome yeah number nine Uncharted 3 Drake's Deception's new patch update 1.13 is now live it comes uh, toting 137 new pieces of DLC and 50 new multiplayer centric trophies yeah. that's pretty exciting yeah there's also Wait, a these are actually legitimate trophies mm-hmm. wow because okay. uh, so I, I guess I guess what, what it was they released like 6 or 7 uh uh, DLC, DLC packs, like maps right. and stuff like yeah. that, and they just never attach trophies to them. So they probably got permission from Sony to be like, "You can retroactively put trophies on everything." Given just so it's like seven or eight trophies times as many DLC. Right. Um, yeah, San Diego is responsible for Red Redemption. Okay. You were right. There's also a new tournament system to help engage Uncharted 3's thriving community. Greg, tell us more. Uh, yeah, the tournament system's an interesting one. I mean, for me, the biggest thing about this is the trophies, obviously. I thought it's weird that they waited this long to pump them all out. Excited to have them. Tournament mode is now a weekly thing where every week you get 10 tickets. You get 10 tournament tickets. And then before you enter a match, you decide, I'm going to spend a ticket on this one. And basically, if you your stats are recorded throughout it like they already are, but you get points at the end if your team wins for your tournament score. So you get you you basically are betting that I'm going to play really well this tournament and my, I believe my team's going to win. This has an, the odor of a microtransaction. Oh, does it now? Yes. Oh, well then hold on a second. Okay. You, 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 I, I looked in the oven and the smells got out to you. We're getting there. Ten tickets. You play through. Um, your points are added up. At the end of the week, you're put into like prize tiers. Like uh, They kept saying the gold tier, but they never talked about the other ones. So I'm guessing it's gold, silver, bronze kind of thing. Uh, if you make it into one of those tiers, you get uh, weapons, uh, character items, stuff like that, that you can then use for the next week to show how cool you are and that you're really good there. Of course, if you sp- use all 10 of your tournament tickets, what can you, you can go to the PlayStation Store and buy more tickets. Just like the 137 pieces of DLC content that are enabled with this patch but begin rolling out on the 14th of this month, these DLC pieces uh, are earnable through treasure sets and doing really well in the game and hitting certain things. But if you really want to, you can go to the PlayStation Store and download them and buy them. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, Naughty Dog's got to explore the future. That was the fun thing. Yeah, I was talking to Cogburn over there. They're a multiplayer game designer, I think, or game director. I don't know what he is anymore. Uh, and I was talking to him. He keeps getting promoted. And uh, his whole thing, I asked him about like, why. So you know, blah blah blah. Why microtransactions? Why now? Why are you doing this? And he said, you know, point blank, very honestly, that you know, clear that the industry has a million business models. This one seems to be growing, and we need to 
start figuring it out. And this is their chance to get in there and experiment yeah. and see what works and what I doesn't. Almost got suckered by DLC with not DLC uh, microtransactions with Gotham City Imposters. Yeah, like I got that for free on PSN. I'm like playing and I'm getting my ass kicked. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, how do I do better? Because like it's all based on ranks. And so there's they actually open up. Oh, you can double up your XP. Yeah, double you XP. Bet. You could buy yeah. a pill for a, an hour of double XP. <laughs> right. When I was reviewing, it, I, I was kept like, doing I was that. So tempted, yeah. but I did not. I buy did it, it when I was reviewing it for the Expendables too to make sure I wasn't missing anything. I bought the the three dollar upgrade that upgraded all my characters to max level. Pay to win, man. It's the yeah. worst. They it got, is the, 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 no, I, actually, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not against the idea, me personally, yeah. because it's like going into the arcade. It's like you're spending just a little bit to get a little better. It's um, one of those things. I don't mind it in. In the lens of the Expendables, single-player game, whatever. Gotham City Imposters, you can unlock cool stuff, and that kind of gets to be like, eh, I don't know if I like that as much. Like, you know what I mean? Like, some, that you would be getting better than me when you really were on the same, you know, playing field, same level thing. And then Uncharted, I don't mind that much either. The DLC you can buy, some of them are hats, right? And they give you bonuses, but every hat comes with a pro and a con. And so, an example that I don't think is an actual example, but it would be like, the hat gives me an extra, you know, extra ammo in my clip, but it you know hurts my health regeneration or something like that. So it's one of those things that they're trying to balance that out so that the hats don't go in there and break it. They're just giving you the little bonuses that you could already you can already you know use boosters before you come in and choose them low amounts. Yeah, but you earn the boosters. I mean the the, the true, my, true. We talked about this already. My problem is pay to win is fine in a self-contained game. And the example I use with you is Rainbow Moon because you could. You can download experience, or you could download like currency and all this stuff to make your character stronger, and that game's self-contained, so it really doesn't matter. And you can't earn all the game's trophies by doing that anyway, so like it doesn't even break itself. Yeah. So that's fine. But Gotham City Imposters is a great example. When that came out, I was like, that's total bullshit because that that breaks that fundamentally breaks the game. Expendables is kind of somewhere in the middle because you can play that game online with other people. It so only, you're working together. Well, it only breaks the game when you. You're first starting out on day one, and you decide I'm gonna get the you know double XP and, and and just basically rank yourself up all the way to the top. But it's not unfair. It doesn't break the game to the people that jump in six months after the fact, right? Sure. Like me personally, I went in Gotham City Imposter. I never played it, and so I'm playing it. But there are, are players in there that are so good they have access to all this stuff because I have a such high level that I will never get to there. I can't get the kills to get the points to to unlock the things I need. So I'm like, well, how am I gonna? kind of balance this out well i can spend 99 cents to do play an hour i'm going to play an hour to actually up myself to their level i don't think that's a bad thing at all yeah, it is if they if they make it available day one mm-hmm. they should you know have that opportunity later down the line like wait wait about a month while everyone's playing really good and you want to have the players coming in a little later not the day one people but the one you know the ones that buy in you know 30 30 days afterwards sure they but you figure they, there's it, such a small percentage of people who buy in that really way, you believe? I mean, I, I can't give you any sales figures yeah, in any game, I know. but I would. I, I I'm a I, great example. I, I did not play until it was made you, available. Exactly, made available free for PlayStation yeah. Plus, right? Right. I mean, that's the thing. Well, like, that's why I have PlayStation Plus. Well, I know, but then you have to have that agreement figured out. I mean, as far as like being the company, I mean, maybe Warner Brothers did. God only knows how they set up these things. But I'm saying that you know, I think you want to try to make sure that you're giving for as fast as our industry moves and as fast as people start playing something, and for the week it's the hottest fucking thing. Yeah. And then the next week somebody's on to something else. True. You want to try. But you to- can't just target the, the only people you can't. You just you you should allow people to buy in later. You shouldn't just go, target your game for okay. the day one consumer. Okay. Yeah. It's a conundrum for yeah. sure. A quantic conundrum. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. I mean, because because whether it's right or wrong, it is a new revenue stream that will be and should be exploited because it might actually make games cheaper, even free, yeah. and bring down development costs. So. It's something that needs to be explored and figured the out. The best analog is Gauntlet. Remember when you went to the arcade and played Gauntlet and you wanted to play through the game? Well, you couldn't play it on a quarter. 
<laughs> you had to pump it quarters into that machine. That's fair. To, to go for, you know, it's just, it's just the, the nature of the business. Yeah. 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 Number 10. Okay. It's the last item. Oh, my gosh. Uh,. And and Craig's an OG, so I feel like he might OG? Be, no, OG. I, feel, I feel like he might be excited about these I games. Do turn I, I know I am. in a month. So. Oh my gosh, that old. Uh, number ten, the the Oddworld HD remakes that were PS3 exclusives are coming to the PlayStation Vita. We already knew this for a while, but according to the developer, the ports will be available on Vita quote very soon. Ooh. Both games are nearing completion and need to pass Sony's QA testing before they go live. Oddworld Strangers Wrath HD is already available on PS3. We're still waiting for the PS3 iteration of Munch's Odyssey HD. Wait, so are these the Oddworlds that are side-scrolling Prince of Persia games? Or are no. these the 3D ones these that came out? These are the 360, on the X- or the Xbox One ones. I would like to see the original ones Me in too. HD. Because you know those are all rendered out, you know, and you would, but it actually takes a lot more work to, to do that because all it's all sprite based, so you have to re-render out all the sprites. I like those games better than the the 3D ones. Yeah, so, well, yeah. when I first saw, I was getting confused because when I first saw that it was Munch's Odyssey, I was like, oh shit, the the PlayStation One game, that's Abe's Odyssey, and so yeah, this was the first Xbox One, and then like the first one came to Xbox really early in the Xbox's life cycle, and the second one came out really late in the Xbox's life cycle, and so. The only reason they're not on 360 is because of Microsoft's, I guess, arcane rules about downloadable games and size of the game. Um, otherwise, obviously, they probably would have been 360 exclusives, you assume. Yeah. But anyway, anything on the Vita is exciting right now, even if you don't know if it's going to be any good or not. Dude, it's getting better. It's fine now. <laughs> you got Sound Shapes finally. Ooh, yes, we you do. You got Persona 4 Golden coming up soon, in, in the fall sometime. You got uh, Little Big Planet next month. Mm. I'm yeah, telling you right now, don't sleep on Little Big Planet. I have a preview going up tomorrow. I've, we've already talked enough about it before on this po- is the Vita podcast. version of Little Big Planet. Yeah, 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 E3 and stuff. It's not made by Media Molecule, though, so I think people are skeptical about it. When they, I think when people see it and play it, it'll be a different story. I'm very excited for that one. Watch the stuff tomorrow I put up. Uh, Colin, why don't you climb with me into the IGN time machine here? Okay. All right, we're going back, going back. The years are flying by. All right, we've landed at a time when Craig Harris works at Babbage's. Oh, really? if we were to walk, if we were to walk into Babbage's right now, where could we go? To know what is in Babbage's, <laughs> you walk that? into the store. <laughs> okay, right. but we brought the internet with us, so oh, we okay. want to know it. So what? All right, what if we we go back in time and we bring Babbage's to this time period? Oh, oh man! And then we wanted I'm to know in this time period. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. No shirt and tie. No shirt and tie. Selling Turbo Graphics games. Oh yeah. Wow. All right. Anyways, but we walk. Where? What would we check before we went in there to find it out? What's going on? We go to the official list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Do 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 do. Uh, there's nothing for retail oh, right. uh, for PS3, PSP, or PS Vita. However, there are... Wait, no. Vita, retail Vita, Sound Shapes is a card, isn't it? No. Really? Uh, they no. just send us to it for review that way, huh? Uh-huh. Interesting. Uh, Hyperdimension uh, Neptunia Mark II and the King of Fighters 13 are both available retail to PSN. Uh, and Sound Shapes is available for PS3 and Vita. You buy it once, you get both versions for fourteen ninety nine, eleven ninety nine. If you are a PlayStation, PlayStation Plus, Plus member, Plus, Plus, Plus. and I will tell you right now, Sound Shapes is fucking awesome. Yeah, your review should go up today, right? Yes. All right. Uh, we were waiting. We're holding on the review. I'm not. Some people's reviews went up. That's fine. I don't really understand how you can review the game without having played both versions, since they speak to each other. That aside, uh, I decided to wait and do it properly um, and not hit the embargo. Sure. Um, so we should have uh, those reviews up today. The video review should be up tomorrow, uh, Wednesday. Um, and in the meantime, if you're just curious, you're just listening to this, you don't have access to IGN, just go buy the fucking game because it's awesome. It's probably it's easily one of the best Vita games and maybe the nice. best Vita package that there that mm, there is. Mm, mm. I, like, I, like, I like what you're spinning over there. Uh, also, Farm Frenzy 3 is available. Farm Frenzy 3, Mini. which I wrote down as Fram Frenzy 3. Oh, Fram. <laughs> Fram. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it. Is that like the, the Fish Frenzy game that you play at Dave & Buster's? No, I don't think so. All right. Cause they, no, no, no right. I don't think so. <laughs> it, it might be. 
Oh, we're not ready for that yet, though. Okay. Don't, don't, don't worry. We, Colin Moriarty has a very special interview to insert into the show here, and he's going to insert it long and hard. Yeah. yeah. Do I get to watch? Yeah, buddy. you do. All right. That's All right, why you're here. First off, before we go any further, we got a hit of the week. Ooh. Then we're going to put it here. It's been care. like two and a half years since we got it. I know, that right? Uh, we're rusty on him. Uh, this one comes from Kyle McPherson. Um, he says, Beyond. Yeah. With me writing this, I have just reached my 1,000th trophy, thanks to Deus Ex, which is also thanks to my newly acquired PlayStation Plus. So can I be hit of the week? My PSN is Kyle Dash, this is a hyphen, Kyle hyphen McPherson, M-C-P-H-E-R-S-O-N. What is, what is hit of the week? It's a PSN thing we used to do regularly, we don't really do it anymore, where we say someone's PSN name so they can get some friends on their list. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, want, you want somebody to play with, you want to, you want to oh, fill out your friends list, you, you, you meet little, some other Beyond people. You Colbert bump. Thing. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We we help them out, give them some real friends, everything gets going. Okay. Everybody has fun. So everybody go out there, find Kyle, Dash, McPherson, make friends with them, play games with them. Do you, do you ever with your with your hit list, do you actually get on the, and put your his name in your uh, PlayStation 3? No, so every once in a while I do. I mean I have very strict rules about my PlayStation network yeah. list now because I like it I like for it to be equitable. Uh so I I have a lot of real people that I know at Sony and other developers on the list, mm-hmm. people that work here and then Probably seventy people that. Am I still on your list, Colin? I don't know. What is what is what is your name on there? Uh, Cranky Roo. There you go. Another hit of the week. Double uh, hit of the week. Double hit of the week. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I can add you. Are you, you, are, you on the, are you on there more regularly? And I, I see, delete if you're if you're. Craig's active, on there more regularly for sure. Oh, okay. I see him. I see him on there for like a month. Yeah. I delete. And I see Jack. You're on Jack's. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's competing with you all the time. No, like, he's playing some really garbage games just to just to beat you at uh, trophies. I know. I had I, I had a light. I had to put a fire under my ass recently. <laughs> I, I got three. I got three platinums in like ten days. So I was pretty excited about that. For for games, he took I, advantage I, of E3. Oh, yeah. like, you guys were oh, gone yeah. for like a week, and so like, he tweeted he, us finally. He's like, "Oh hey, by the way, while you guys are ready three, I passed you all in trophies." <laughs> yeah, we we're like, "Oh, I will get my redemption. I will redeem myself." Uh, one more thing before we go to your interview. Okay, we have a new segment. Oh. It's not on any list, but you know it well. It's the PlayStation All-Stars Dream Roster. Mm. As you remember last week, or two, I don't Jesus Christ, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I don't even remember anymore. Two we, months ago. We pitched why Ethan Marr should be in PlayStation All-Stars. <laughs> Our good friend Panda Musk animated it. This is an ongoing thing. You can catch him on IGN.com, hopefully every Friday, but Panda Musk has a real life, so we'll see how fast he can have animate. You, have you met him in person? Oh, yeah. I, I love he, him. He stopped by, uh, I think it was PAX... East in Boston? He's an adorable... If you don't know Panda Musk, yeah. everybody, we, we protect his real name. Panda Musk is an adorable human being from Australia. Got a, a little lovable Australian accent. Uh, New York Comic Con, me and him went, and Colin were all at the same meet and greet, having a great time. Then Colin left with some family. Me and Panda closed down the meet and greet. Then we went and met Colin at the bar they were at, and we ordered a plate of wings and a plate of sliders. And he was blown away by sliders. <laughs> he kept asking me if these were amazing sliders or if this is just what sliders are like in Tiny our country. Hamburgers. And I'm just like, this is what they're like. And he's like, these are so good. And so we ordered another plate of them. <laughs> so we were just the, the fattest people at the I bar. I remember that. We were at the bar. For some reason, you, you sat with Panda Musk by yourself. I was with... You were uh, with your family. You, you guys well, were all like gathered around like a, a, a nice hearth. You were just yeah. a little fire going. It wasn't my family. It was my best friend and his, and his family, actually. But Oh, uh, well, sorry. Yeah. I missed the family. Yeah, we were showing off uh, Aliens, Colonial Marines at pa- uh, PAX East yeah. uh, last year. And he stopped by. And I, he took a photo with me. And then he, he painted over that photo with yeah. a, he, he, his he guards persona. his identity. Yeah. He guards his identity quite a bit. Yeah. He's that's cool. Man. He's yeah. a really nice guy. No, he's awesome. Yeah, he's very friendly. So anyways, mm. this is where we pitch a character. We pick their level threes. We say why they should be in a game. This one, Craig, I know you're going to have something to say about. Okay. He's an easy one. We think he's a no-brainer for it. We haven't heard him confirmed. He's not even on the rumored list yet. Well, he's not on the you know giant leaked list, I mm-hmm. should say. He's already been rumored. Crash Bandicoot. Sure. Let's put Crash Bandicoot in this game. Uh, I will, I will also, I'll, I'll go and say he won't be in since they don't own him anymore. That's a universal... That makes him a sad 
Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, so Activision, Activision is the owner of... Um, yeah, we know that Sony doesn't own him. Sony lost yeah. the rights to him. They sold yeah. him at a garage sale. They <laughs> unloaded him the best they him could. Him and Spyro in the same box yeah. at the garage sale. <laughs> Just sad little guys yeah. with like, the 10 cent tag hanging off of them. But it's one of those things where they don't own a lot of characters in this game. They can still make a play to Activision. Sure. Like, what are they doing with Crash Bandicoot that they couldn't give us Crash Bandicoot? That's Well, they, I know that Activision did a reboot like twice. And yeah, and they, maybe they did not work. Yeah. So well, it wasn't well, matter. they worked for Spyro, so maybe they're going to do a, Spyro, uh, a Crash reboot with Spyro. Spyro is the you could attach and it could have been Greg Miller Skylanders and nobody would have cared and the game would have sold a million dollars. Um, but I would I would stick with the old school design, even though I think the the reboot with the ta- you know he had like all these tribal tattoos and stuff like that. Do not do that. No, you uh, we want classic, the, the classic Crash ones. So like really horribly polygonal, you know, pointy nose, yeah, like that. So jean shorts. He wore George, didn't he? Yeah, he did wear George. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, it's one of those things where obviously for the, it to make sense on the thing, he's going to be that 3D model on on the fighting screen right. from the side. But when he hits like his level one super, I think it should go to the like classic crash where it goes like camera behind his back, so right. he's running over people and jumping on them and stuff. And I guess the other characters would have to dodge around, and try to avoid it. That so makes he sense can only me. go left and right and forward and backward into, into the into the foreground and background. Well, this is just Either for his level or. one special, or maybe level two. Level right. one special, he just throws just the, the wumpa fruit at you or whatever <laughs> just <laughs> throw kicks some crates at your face what do you got for what do you got what do you want to add to him uh, i don't know I, I i'm more i'm more thinking about just why he's not in the game more than like how he's going to play because what is bobby kodak doing over there i mean like like i'm sure sony approached them the first like when this game was, and was like we, we have to have crash bandicoot he was ours he was our original mascot he's our alex kid basically yeah and we need him in this game, and it's like, what, why can't they work something out? You know, Bobby Kotick just sitting on his a pile of money, of money so in, that a, would be in a, a castle. That would be a level castle three. Bobby Kotick's face just coming out. No, no, level three has to be the live action version of Crash. <laughs> <laughs> that, that stupid oh, truck he used to drive oh, yeah, yeah. with the TVs and, he yells and the everyone. Yeah, yeah he's got the, the megaphone. Yeah. He's yelling at people, but he's got he got a face <laughs> popping up through his teeth. Big Daddy's just getting tossed TVs on. <laughs> I just feel like you know. I feel like it would be really clever to have commercials for this game in which they revived. Oh my God! Can you the, imagine the, the live action Crash Bandicoot? Because those commercials, we have some younger listeners that weren't, you know, weren't around or Get don't, to the don't, don't remember. Those are still the best PlayStation commercials ever. And remember, he'd go after uh, Nintendo. Yeah, he, he drove up outside. on Nintendo. He went to Nintendo. Went to yeah. I'm coming office. for you, plumber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Time's up, plumber. So like, I don't. It's just it's very frustrating. There must be some legalese, and, and I'm sure you know. I mean, I'm not sure, but it must be Activision saying like we don't want him in the game, mm. and that's just really weird because he belong. I mean, people want Spyro too. I really don't care that much about Spyro. It'd be nice to have him in there as well. But Crash Bandicoot must be in the game, and where is he? It's the most obvious character to be in the game. It's the oh, it's most Sony's obvious take on the mascot, the video game mascot yeah. back in the day, right? Yeah. I mean, of course, yeah, he belongs in a mascot. Sony mascot game, but it's just, you know, logistics, it's just not going to happen. All right, here's your chance, Colin. Mm-hmm. We're going to go silent. Okay. You can speak directly to Bobby Kodak through Panda <laughs> Musk's cartoon and make your plea for Crash Bandicoot and PlayStation All-Stars background. Bobby, I, I, I never had a problem with you. I mean, I, I understand you're, you're a businessman, you want to make money. I, I, you know, I happen to be very conservative myself, and I like, I like the idea of making money and, and growing your enterprise. But sometimes, Bobby, it's not about... It's about, not about the money. It's not about, you know, you have this huge castle that you live in, probably, and it's guarded by enemies from Castlevania, probably, as well. The fishman and the knights with the axes and things of this nature. And sometimes you got to let people in the castle, and, and maybe they walk out with an IP that you happen to have bought 10 years ago, but they pay you something for it. Maybe you get some free, you know, advertising as well. Maybe you're working on a Crash Bandicoot reboot reboot right now that you want rebooted, and maybe it'll be a PlayStation 3 exclusive, or maybe it'll be on PlayStation Vita so we can have something to play on it. Nonetheless, Bobby, give us Crash Bandicoot. While you're at it, give us Spyro. 
but keep everything else. You can keep anything else that you have. We really just want Crash Bandicoot, maybe a little bit of Spyro action there. Insomniac, of course, created Spyro. And uh, help us out because, you know, it was really tantalizing to see that screenshot, Greg, of Spyro. Obviously, it was fake of Crash Bandicoot in the game. And I was like, even though it's just fake, it looks real and it looks fucking awesome. He's got that huge smile on his face, like, just looks like a dickhead. Bobby, give it to us. Please. An impassioned plea from Colin Moriarty. Mm-hmm. Nothing, I'll tell you what, Craig Harris, nothing gets somebody in your good graces like comparing them to a Castlevania villain. <laughs> <laughs> Saying you live in a castle like a Castlevania villain. All right, dynamite, dynamite. Yeah. Crash Bandicoot, PlayStation All-Stars. Uh, before we go any further, Colin, mm. you talked to somebody the other day. Mm. The rolls that are crunchy, crunchy roll, mm. explain to me what we're getting into. So I spoke to Keith Kawamura at uh, Crunchyroll last week. Um, he's one of the honchos over at Crunchyroll. And Crunchyroll is a, an anime streaming service. And so when we we had the exclusive reveal of the streaming service on PlayStation 3, um, and it's only on PS3 right now. It'll be coming to PlayStation 3 later this year. Yeah. Uh, but I was what I was surprised about, Greg, was how well-received the story was. Now, I know we have an anime-watching segment on IGN, people like anime, and there's also a lot of inherent crossover between the PlayStation 3 uh, universe and anime because there are just a lot of Japanese games, a lot of Japanese RPGs, a lot of Japanese developers, etc., working on PlayStation. Yeah. But the story did extraordinarily well. And so I had Keith come back in to record a segment uh, to give you guys more information about Country Roll. Now, keep in mind that this was recorded last week. We didn't quite know when the app was going out. The app is available now, and you can download for free. For and, free? And subscribe for $8 a month, I believe it is. Um, so uh, without further ado, here's me and Keith. What's up, guys? It's me. It's Colin. You know who I am. I'm here with Keith Kawamura. He's from Crunchyroll. Keith, thank you for joining us. Thank you, uh, Colin, very much for having us on here. Um, so we wrote a story on IGN last week. We kind of broke some you know, some news about the Crunchyroll app. It's an anime streaming app. It's going to come to PlayStation 3 and eventually PlayStation Vita. I'm sure we'll talk more about the Vita version in a little bit. But tell us kind of you know, what we need to know about this app. And, and I know that kind of the release date's a little sketchy. To be honest with you, the fans were recording this early, so it actually might already be out by the time you hear it. Yeah, so people can already download it. I mean, if it's already out, you can already download it um but you know if it's not then you know look for you know forward to it for you know really really soon it's coming out just like we're just waiting like just you know day by day um but for the playstation app itself there's a lot of great crossover between anime fans and gamers and vice versa and we're pretty much trying to bridge that gap between you know these these two demographics that have a lot in common and you know make it available on you know one you know just one unit so you don't have to like go back and forth between two you know your computer, your phone, your you know PS3. We want to make sure that everyone's there, you know, so you can just like, hey, when I'm tired of playing, you know, gaming, I'm gonna watch, you know, a couple shows, and then just you know check it out. So that's what the PS, you know, the Crunchyroll PS3 application is all about. Okay. Um, no, so so I guess the, the obvious question is like, what I know you guys have a, a free model and a premium model and multiple models because I know you have. Uh, some you know uh, Asian drama as well, and you can yep. kind of mix that up with the anime, etc., and so on. So, what do people need to know about subscriptions? Can they use Crunchyroll for free, or is it something you have to buy into? So, Crunchyroll it can be used for free. Most of the content can be used, you know, for free, but you're going to get ads. But the thing with the the premium membership is that for a very nominal fee, um, just you will be able to get it without ads, 1080p quality, which you know Blu-ray quality, which is just crisp and clear. Um, it almost looks better than in real life sometimes, and um, you get, you know, you're gonna get the shows one hour after it airs from Japan. And the thing about Crunchyroll is that when people sign up for the, you know, the membership, uh, not only do you get those awesome features with everything subtitled, but the, 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 you know, the price that you pay for the membership actually goes back to the creators and the, uh, the artists and the people that really make, you know, the anime possible back in Japan. Okay, great. And, and, and so, um, 
you know, this, how many anime shows do you have? How, what, what's the catalog looking like? I know you guys have an extensive back catalog, but you also have something called, you call simulcast, right? So yeah. tell me a little bit about that. So we have, like we said, a, ba- a huge um, selection of anime on our site, uh, probably around 300, a little over 300 different titles on our site. Um, and then each and every week, at least for this season, we're, we're launching about 34 brand new episodes every single week. And those are our simulcasts. So pretty much one hour after it airs in Japan, we have it on our site, fully subtitled in 1080p quality and you can watch it on our site if you're a premium member you know immediately right after broadcast which is you know why wait for someone to subtitle and do all this you know nonsense and just kind of wait and wait and wait where you can just get it instantly and right on Crunchyroll. okay and uh and how much does a subscription cost are there different tiers or um just for the anime if you just want to watch anime it's six dollars 95 cents a month which is you know Really cheap. I mean, it's it's about the same price as a Quiznos sandwich. So I mean, if you can afford that, that's you can a good. Just, that's an analogy I can understand. Yeah, it's, it's like you know, just you know, save one day for you know, maybe like you know, make a PB and J sandwich at home and take it to work or you know, school or whatever, and then you know, you can just save that six dollars and ninety five cents for a month's worth of entertainment. Awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we're on you know, not only just uh, iOS, uh, Android, Windows Phone, Roku, Boxy, Vizio TV, but you know, this is the big thing for us to go into PS3 because a lot of you know the people that work at Crunchyroll, our big PS3 fans and users. And for us, this is like, you know, a big, um, you know, a big step for us. And we're, you know, this is something we're really excited about. So excited so that we're um, going to have a special deal with, um, you know, the Crunchyroll application on PS3 where you can actually get uh, 30 days for free on Crunchyroll when you just, when you get the application on PS3. Normally it's only like 14 days for a free trial, but uh, we decided to up it, you know, double the, uh, double the fun as you were. As it were, and then um, you know, just you know, allow you know, give that to all the PS3 users out there. All right, Keith. So let's go to the readers, IGN's uh, readers, podcast beyonds, listeners. I've solicited questions for them on Twitter, and uh, we will, uh, I guess, ask the most popular question first, and then we'll get into everything else. Which is, when can we expect this app, if we can, uh, outside of the United States? Is it something that's going to be available for Europeans, uh, for Australians, etc., and so on? Well, for initially, it's going to be available just for you, you know, US and Canada. And hopefully, based off how that does, then we, you know, we can expand to, you know, a worldwide audience because that's where a lot of our users are. Just not just predominantly in U.S. and Canada, but like we, you know, like you mentioned, Australia, the U.K., um, you know, China, Japan, everywhere. I um, mean, that's where we want to extend it out to. But just for now, you know, U.S. and Canada, and then uh, hopefully we'll be able to, you know, hit the worldwide soon. Okay. And uh, I already asked you this question, but uh, unfortunately, we had a problem with the recording. Uh, Podcast Beyond listeners are quite familiar with those problems. Um, So I will ask it to you again, and I hope you don't mind explaining it. Um, Audrey Drake, IGN's Nintendo editor, and including uh, many uh, readers on Twitter, have asked about censorship um, and what uh, Crunchyroll's, uh, I guess, stances on censoring things further than they already are in Japan. And I know you already explained this to me, but I hope you don't mind doing it again. No, no, not at all. Um, So Crunchyroll's a predominantly family-friendly site, and... We tend to try and keep, you know, the the content, you know, to reflect that goal. So how, you know, while some, you know, some countries do have a little bit more laxer laws in terms of censorship on TV than the United States, um, we try to keep our online content um, as PG PG thirteen friendly as possible. There may, you know, be some things that um, are a little bit more mature, but we do have, um, you know, age gates for those things. But okay. Generally, we are a, um, you know, like to keep things as a 
you know, family friendly site. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, another question that I never even thought of when I saw you guys last week, and I'm surprised I didn't ask this, but Jason Bristol asks, along with other people, um, will Crunchyroll have anything to do with PlayStation Plus? Will PlayStation Plus users get any sort of discount um, other than the, I guess, the 30 day free trial that they're already going to get um, for downloading the app specifically? Is there anything that you guys are working on with Sony about that? Um, not currently at the moment. We, you know, obviously we're our you know primary goal is to get that app app out because a lot of people have been hungry for it. We um <clears throat> you know we've been going to a lot of these anime conventions all over you know the United States um you know all over actually the world recently and um and everyone's just asking when is this app coming out when is this app coming out we've been hearing this for years and years and years so that has like been our primary goal just trying to get this app out so we can you know really feed the need um but you know and aside from the thirty day I mean that's we're gonna start with that and then. Once, you know, the ball gets rolling, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to expand to every single corner of the PlayStation universe. Okay, cool. Um, Emmett Watkins Jr. asks, uh, we already kind of touched on this too, but maybe get a little more specific. Uh, he asks, what kind of non-anime programming is on Crunchyroll? Um, and his second question, and uh, I guess any anime fan can ask, uh, answer this for him, and I'm hoping you can too, is he says, um, if there is none, suggest anime for beginners. So I guess two questions. What non-anime offerings are there? And... What's a great anime for people to jump into once they get Crunchyroll? Those are actually two really great questions. Uh, I mean, I, I'm a personal fan of the second question myself. Um, but for non-anime content, um, we have a lot of Asian dramas. We were actually the first sighted simulcast, which is a, a broadcast immediately after, um, or a broadcast on the internet immediately after broadcast on TV in Japan. Um, the first Japanese drama. So that was really exciting. So we do have some Japanese dramas. We have a lot of Korean dramas. Uh, we just expanded out to uh, some Asian movies as well, Chinese uh, Chinese um, content as well, so like TV shows, movies, those old kung fu movies that the Wu-Tang Clan was based off of. We have a lot of those. Um, so I don't know if the RZA is listening, but uh, you know, RZA, we, <laughs> you have, uh, we have pretty much our, our entire collection is like the names of the Wu-Tang Clan up in there. Um, you know, we have like the, you know, the ODB up in there and like it's the whole thing. It's just, it's very interesting. So Awesome. Um and for anime for beginners, um, man, where to start? Well, I mean, it's, I guess it really just depends on what uh, what your personal preference is. Um, if you're more into, you know, if you grew up during that Dragon Ball Z era, uh, you know, while we don't have Dragon Ball Z, uh, my suggestion would probably lean towards Naruto Shippuden and then Bleach for the more of the shonen, you know, um, action-adventure type. And then probably for... I don't know if you're looking for a little bit more of a very you know intense story. I would suggest uh, Anohana, and, or um, Kids on a Slope. Um, oh. Kids on a Slope was actually done by the same team that did Cowboy Bebop, and they finally reunited to do another series. And this thing is just brilliant. I just I rant and rave about it. It's you know, it's probably one of the best series I've ever seen in a, in a long, long time. Awesome. So there's your suggestions. Uh, good for me, too. I haven't watched... Uh, so a lot of people have been asking me since I started writing about Crunchyroll just you know yeah. a few days ago about my own anime history, and it's it's not extensive. My brother was... You know, my brother's an animator. He's lead animator at uh, Sesame Workshop now. Oh, awesome. uh, But when he was younger, he was super into uh, Japanese anime, and he's 11 years older than me. So we used to watch things like... Uh, Bubblegum Crisis and uh, Ranma <laughs> Half and yeah. things like that. So that's like about as extensive as my knowledge gets, which is about 20 years old. Um, but I still remember his uh, of, uh, his Akira poster, Neo Tokyo is about to explode poster yeah. on his wall, which was like so awesome when I was five years old. Um, Rick asks a question that I think is really interesting, uh, and I hope we have more news on it soon. I don't know how much you could talk about it. We know this thing's coming to PlayStation Vita, but can you tell us a little bit more about when that's going to come and what that's going to look like? Or are you guys kind of still working that out? That's still something we're working out. Um, 
I wish we could just do it, you know, release it all at once. But, you know, we're taking, you know, very small steps, you know, step by step. Um, and hopefully we, I mean, there's really no timetable for it. I mean, I'd like to have it out really soon. But again, it's, it's really hard to, you know, say one way or the other whether or not it's going to come out like, you know, during one, you know, specific time period. Okay. So, uh, Keith, uh, again, Crunchyroll comes to PlayStation 3. It might already be on PlayStation 3 when you're listening to this because this will not go live until a week after we are recording right now. It's time travel. Um, <laughs> and uh, you can, in the meantime, find Crunchyroll on iOS and Android and Roku and Google yep. TV and all those things, right? Um, and it'll be on PS3. It'll come to PS Vita later uh, in the year. And again, you can find it on Cross Media Bar um, or on the PlayStation Store for free and then buy a subscription if you'd like. Um, so... Keith, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. And I, I think um, I just wanted to do one, little, one quick little plug because I think Please. we're going to be doing a video with, mm-hmm. uh, with IGN soon regarding, um, you, know, the, you know, the Crunchyroll PlayStation application. And I think we're going to be giving away something pretty awesome during that video. Okay. So, I, you know, just while people are listening right here, um, you know, just want to keep, you know, what their appetites for something that they could win. Okay, uh, I, and take I, home. I, I think you've seen it. I've already. seen it. I've seen it, and uh, yeah, I think uh, I will reiterate uh, what Keith already said. This is something you should be very excited about. Yeah, it's. I think it's maybe one of a kind. When I think about it, it's like maybe only three or four have ever been made, and only think only one will be released. Awesome. So that's exciting. Uh, a little tease for you. Keep an eye for uh, on uh, IGN and IGN's YouTube channel for that video probably next week. Um, well, it'll be this week when you're listening to it. Yeah. Um, in, right. our, in our uh, space-traveling DeLorean uh, in the IGN office. Yeah, we're going through wormholes. We're traveling at the speed of light. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, Keith, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Um, and we will now send you back to your regularly scheduled podcast, Beyond. Beyond. Awesome. Thanks, Colin. No Some problem. really insightful stuff there, Colin. Thank you Good for job. inserting that into our podcast. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. I, I you were gentle. It. You were gentle. <laughs> well, sometimes you have to be gentle. Sometimes it's, it, it, there's cause to be gentle. Sometimes there's cause to be a little more rough with it. All right. Crunchy roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to questions from you, the listener. Remember, if you want to be part of the show, beyond at IGN.com. Just like Chris did, Chris says, I saw the announcement today about the God of War in Infamous Collections. When I see things like this, I always wonder if there are additional motives beyond the face value. We know that there is another God of, the, God of War game on its way. Yawn, he says. Chris, get over it. Ascension looks great. I agree. Oh, you're crazy. It looks fun. It's it, it is fun. I mean, we played it. It's beautiful, too. But I just don't care. Could this be an attempt to keep people talking about Infamous for a possible Infamous 3 announcement, especially since it seems Sony is trying to make Cole a consistent part of the PlayStation universe, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale? Could it please, please, please be an indication that Infamous will be back? Anyway, love the show. Keep the good work beyond. I think Infamous is guaranteed to come back, Chris, in some I'll the, I'll way, shape, the, I'll form. be the bad guy here. I did, I did not like Infamous 2. Get the fuck I out of here. I got it free for a PSN, and yeah. it did not hold my interest at all. So What didn't you like about it? Uh, it's just, it's just the char- I just didn't like the characters. I didn't like the story that they were leading me into. Mm-hmm. It just did not grab me at all. I liked mm-hmm. the first one, but yeah. the second one, it just, I, it just didn't seem right for some reason. Okay. It just did not do it for me. Okay, so, you can be wrong. You're so, allowed to be wrong. They can, they can redeem themselves in Infamous 3, and I'll give it a shot. I still want Infamous 3 to be, or in the next Infamous to be a Vita game. I want Vita. some Vita Infamous. Mm-hmm. A side story, somebody else who got powers. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. I just don't like Cole. <laughs> well, he's going to be back. He, he is around. He is in everything. He uh-huh. is now a face. I think you think about the faces of the well, PlayStation you, 3, right? And it's Drake, it's Sackboy, it's maybe yeah. a Hellgas, and it's well, Cole. Do we have you to thank for the redesign? Of, well, the no. Yeah, come on. You don't. Yeah. No, you don't. You you have the fact that there are enough people who loved Infamous 1 enough to be upset right. that they changed it. They, for some reason, well, you were, were re- the most vocal of Well, I, have, I, had a pl- me, I had a platform. Colin and I had a platform. We were able to be crybabies. Well, about I was it. here. I was seeing that firsthand when yeah. you, when well, you I was, showed us I was devastated. Yeah, game, you were uh, when the sitting day, right next to you, you were yeah. crying in your computer 
chair. Well, yeah, we did the game scoop that day. I remember. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Where I was like, just like, I can't. What are they doing? I don't know. What the, <laughs> it it was just more for the story. Yeah. You have the established character. We know what he looks like. Why would you redesign yeah, that him? That was here? the confusing thing. I mean, obviously, it's their prerogative to do whatever they want. They can make him a fucking gingerbread man for all I care. <laughs> but like, you know, your Vita. I wouldn't mind. That's a good Christmas time but, festival. But, gingerbread. Yeah. but it's uh, it, that's what didn't make any sense about it. That's what was so infuriating is that we already knew what this character is. So not only are you giving us a new voice. But you're just making him a totally. It's just a totally different dude. Yeah. I mean, that was that was like, that just didn't make any. That just didn't pass the smell test, as they say, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, even though they would have been wise to have kept the voice from the first one. Sorry, Arc Laden, I love you, but you know, the voice from the first Infamous was also awesome. At least they made him look like the same fucking person instead of just telling us suspend your disbelief. The dude you played in Empire City two years before this game takes place is now just a grew completely hair, different changed person. his facial structure and all this other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I apologize for derailing this from from God of War. You know? No, you're welcome. No, well, we're talking about Infamous. We're talking about Infamous. Right, yeah, don't yeah. worry. We're a conversational right. podcast. We go where we go. All right, good. Uh, yeah, I definitely think Infamous Three or some other Infamous entry is coming. When the fact that we haven't heard anything now would make me think maybe. PlayStation 4 launch title. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we have just because it's not announced doesn't mean it's not in the works. Exactly. We have no idea what the hell Sucker Punch is doing. And remember, either. they did put up the photo not too long ago of their mocap studio. Mm-hmm. They just did a new mocap studio. They had some girl with a gun. Yep. And mm-hmm. and Sony wouldn't be investing that kind of money in Sucker Punch if they weren't working on something big because now Sucker Punch is only the second studio to have in-house motion capture out of the 13 studios they own. Yeah. So that's a pretty significant investment and a pretty significant uh, uh, sign that they have much confidence in Sucker Punch. Yeah. Sucker Punch is awesome. All thanks to Nate Fox. No, that Brian guy. He didn't do anything. Uh, what do we got here? We got a quick one from Brian G. Pinter. Brian G. Pinter writes into beyond.ign.com. says, I'm excited to be getting the first two Walking Dead episodes for free with PlayStation Plus, but I haven't read the comics or seen the show. Should I jump into the game or wait until I watch the show? Brian, the show is not related whatsoever to the game. So you're, or this game. The Activision first-person shooter that we don't know much about, that's tied into the show. The game, the Telltale's game, the free one you're playing, tied into the comics. You could jump in and not read the comics. Uh, you might. Episode one has some nods and characters there are some characters i guess in two as well so the tv show isn't based on the comic tv show is based on the comic book world but they're not tied in things are very different okay things have gone very differently I, I, i'm show. not a big zombie fan so i don't really follow it mm, it's excellent all right no, I, 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 the comic's excellent the show is hit or miss sometimes right, but good. i enjoy the show still right. colin did you watch the show this season i forget yeah i like the show all right good 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 so there you go brian uh i would highly suggest reading the comics eventually but you can just get in there and play the game see if it's a world you like what do we got here Colin, we got one for you, I think. Okay. Where did it go? Hit me, Sergeant. Hit you, Sergeant. Right, I'm just going to ask this one. Chris Allen writes in, When you receive a game, how much time do they give you to review it? Do you beat the game before reviewing it? He knows we've talked about this before, God. but he specifically calls out Colin here. I've heard Colin mention before that he played the game Rainbow Moon. I believe it was until he was, quote, comfortable slash knowledgeable with it. Just curiosity. Hope it gets right on the show. Cheers. Beyond. Chris Allen. Uh, so our, our, our protocol is usually to beat the game, but with a game like Rainbow Moon, which is massive, um, I spent about 35 hours with it, and I was like, I think I've, I think yeah. I've seen enough. Uh, typically, we beat the game. Sure, um, yeah. Uh, the only example I could actually point out that I didn't beat the game and reviewed it um, was Under Siege, because that game was so fucking unbalanced. Remember when I reviewed that game? Yeah, that game you was talked sh- about it in the review, that yeah. it was too hard. Yeah, I was like, this game's it. just too hard. Like, th- th- like, I don't... And that was like a common complaint with the game. It's like, this game, they actually patched the game to make it easier. Because it was, like, ridiculous. Yeah, there's no need to torture yourself if yeah. you can't get through it. It's like, and, and I know some people are upset, like, oh, the game's too hard. It's like, I'm actually, I'm a pretty skilled gamer. I, come, I have old school roots. It's just that this game was unfair, and that's actually part of the thing. I don't want someone jumping into Under Siege without knowing the fact that it kicked my ass. I play video games for a living. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so it might not be good for you. But yeah, typically we beat the game. I like to be as thorough as possible. We just talked about it with sound shapes. Thorough I could have I could have reviewed Vita's sound shapes, but I don't know how it interacts with the PS3 version. And so like, why not just be patient? Sometimes it's not important to hit the embargo. Sometimes it's important. It's always important to do it right. Yeah, you want to be right. Sometimes that doesn't for- jive. The same thing with we talked about it just before because I'm going to be reviewing NHL 13. Um, and when I reviewed NHL 12, I actually missed the embargo by quite a few days because I couldn't get online matches. And that's not my fault. That's you know. You know, that's EAs, basically. Yeah, so. I mean, that's the big problem, I think. And Craig, you could even speak to this, sure. I guess, being at, around at the turn, of this, the turn of this time period, where now that games are online, there's always so much, like, do we sure. do we review it off these test matches I've had, or this, yeah. that, and the other? And do you then, wait for version 1.02? You, know, yeah. like, you, know, you, know, you know that things are going to get patched eventually, so yeah. you, you know, you got to review it based on your schedule. And, you know, I mean, you can't just, you, you know, you, you want to you want to beat the game, right? I mean, you, you absolutely do. But sometimes some games are unbeatable. I mean, you play Tetris. How long how long do you play Tetris before you know it's Tetris or it's a good version of Tetris or a bad I version? I played till I whipped Will Powers' ass online <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, and EA done. Tetris? Yeah. That's a good one. I don't think I actually beat him that bad. I don't think I beat him. He's really good. I mean, I've, I've, I've played through a bunch of Pokemon games and beat them. But then, like, when they started coming out with more and more and more, it's like, well, these games are starting to take 60, 70, 80 hours to beat. And there's just, I just don't have time. Yeah. So I'll admit that I, there are some Pokemon games that I reviewed that I did not finish. Sure. But I, I, I played yeah. it enough to understand. Yeah, exactly. I think we always talk about it. I mean, play it until you know what you're saying and like there's not going to be a surprise around the corner that, you know, I mean, you know what this game is and stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I did not beat the Expendables. It was one of those things where those levels drag on and on and on and on, and I played enough to be like, yeah. I don't like this game. This game is not good, and like I'm not worried about it. Reviewed, uh, you know, Super Mario Galaxy two without beating all 120 stars. I mean, beat the game. Sure, sure, sure. But you know, there's extra stuff afterwards. Do I have to play through all of that to understand that the game's awesome? And it's an excellent point, right? I, there's a question here about uh, Spider Man, uh, the Amazing Spider Man. I just reviewed it yeah. in my original review. Like I played that. Colin can attest to how much I played that game and how I was just collecting comic book pages. There's 700 comic book pages yeah. to collect. And one of my complaints in the when I was reviewing it was these comic book pages are everywhere you never know where they are the, the more i get the less inclined i am to go look for them right. and i texted activision pr over the weekend before the review asked them if there was a way to figure this out i got an email back from the developer saying no 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 there's no way to find them but you know they do respawn here and there and I'm like, all right great <laughs> so i put in the review a complaint about it yeah. and then someone in the comments put actually when you get to 500 comic book pages they pop up on your screen uh-huh. and i had to email activision and Beanox again i was like is this true and they're like oh yeah sorry i'm like that's the exact <laughs> question i asked you and yeah. like did I? Was it my duty to collect all 700 pages to be able to say that was a complaint? I mean, no, because I was talking about it wasn't like a crux of my problem with the game or anything wrong sure. with the game. So, um, but you got it from the horse's mouth. That was and one the horse way. was wrong. The, the horse, horse didn't wrong. know. Yeah. It. That's how many moving parts there are in a video game too nowadays. <laughs> yeah. That you can talk to someone, they answer your question, they have the developer name and their title, and they just oh sorry, I didn't know actually. Yeah. <sighs> All right, speaking of Spider-Man, Michael writes into beyond.ign.com. I'm on my way to platinuming Amazing Spider-Man. Collecting 700 comic book pages in the city was a chore, and you have to get 500 before they show you where they are on the map. Thanks, Michael. Could have used you the weekend I reviewed that game. All that just for a bronze trophy. So my question is, do you have any memorable trophies that were time-consuming and you were ticked when they were only a bronze? Or what's the longest you've spent to get a trophy? I Personally, I've never... If When I'm... Out for trophies. If I'm getting all 700 pages, my plan is to platinum that game. Like, right. if I've gone that far, I don't care. Like, Infamous, the Blast Shards are a bronze. And, the, like, the first Infamous, when they were, like, there was no way to find them. You just had to find them. Yeah, that shit sucks. And I went through and I did the maps with my red... I took... Everyone's heard the story, sorry. But I, I paused the game. I would take digital photos of the screen. <laughs> and then I would go home with a red Sharpie and yeah. cross out building by building that. as I did that. And it was one of those things, like, that was a journey. That was part of the journey for me. For, for me, the Infamous Platinum is what stands out, not the Infamous Bronze for getting this you know what I mean yeah so. I agree because Assassin's Creed 2 which I just recently platinumed 
Uh, as I said, not a very good game. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of bullshit bronze trophies in that game, but you have to do it in, oh, in like, order like to... Oh, like scatter coins on the ground you know, uh, 50 times or something like that. Yeah, some, yeah. Some well, there's re- just so many stupid ones, but I think even finding the feathers is a bronze. Yeah. yeah, And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? But it was to get that platinum. It's trophy. like one of those things, by the time you're committed enough to do that, it's like, all right. I only right. go after the, the achievements and uh, well, achievements and trophies um, that are pretty much doable, right? It's like, if, if I have to go out of my way to get it, I just don't care. I don't care about the, and I'm not like you guys, you go after the platinums because I guess it's a, you know. Obsession for exactly some reason, I don't know. But, I mean, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of the idea I can, of, I can, I can never, I never have a good answer when anybody asks me why yeah. I would do stuff like well, that. Well, I mean, I, 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 I go on the record that I'm a huge fan of achievements and trophies. I've actually written a, an article on IGN that says, yeah, hey, come on, Nintendo, you need to do this. Because it's showing people that you're playing the game. It's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's mark, you know, it's... You know, you're online showing people what you're doing in a game, and it's like I I don't ha- I'm not inclined to do everything, but I'm I certainly want to get credit for the stuff that I did. Sure, and that's why I like it. You yeah. know, like you know, on a Nintendo platform, you don't get that. Do you and, think Wii U is going to have trophies or achievements? Because um, it, it's unclear still. I I honestly don't have any insight on that. I really hope they do. Me too. Um, I uh, but then again, it's like I don't know if they'll do the in the traditional achievements and trophies way. If you actually go to you know, if you went to E3 and you saw that stuff, they had a. Um, where you can actually be online and you can Twitter about your your mm-hmm. th- and that's kind of the thing you know it's like you're making your own achievements or your your stuff it's like I did this yeah and that's kind of okay I yeah mean, it's more like own- the it's more like the Farmville stuff on Facebook right yeah. of like or whatever any Facebook game like oh yeah, yeah. But what's counting it like, yeah, what's yeah exactly. cu- like, you don't get the cumulative, cumulative. Yeah. Is, is that necessary though and I I, I, I honestly don't think it's that important to have an, a cumulative score but I think it's important to have something that you can show your friends that you did something yeah I, I like the idea of having something cumulative I mean if I mean I'm telling you it's that the point we've gotten to, but I mean, with you know, I'm so much more inclined to play Vita than PSP because of the trophies. Oh, yeah. sure, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I like getting credit for things. That's just yeah, and exactly. And Wii U. I mean, I, I'm still kind of interested in Wii U. Like, I, I, I just because you know, I'm, I'm, inter- I'm interested. You never, you never count Nintendo out. You yeah. know, Zombie is cool. And if they have a trophy system, I mean, that you know, and God forbid, you know, like if they if they tied in trophies or whatever they call it to the Virtual Console, like holy shit, yeah. I'll play everything. You know, I'll play everything. That would yeah, be just, brilliant. Just yeah. knowing Nintendo, that ain't gonna happen. No, but, of course, of course I mean, not. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Wesley writes in, Sony has said that the next generation of hardware, they're, they aren't trying to be first, but the best. However, the last time they were first, and last time they were first, no, that's not even right. What is he talking about? Weakest console on the most... Uh, keeping in mind, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I'm not even read this question, Wesley. When, when they, they were never first. Yeah. I mean, they were first with PS1, technically. But. I think what Wesley's really driving at here is the fact of, do you think uh, being the best and not first is a, is a good or bad move on their part? And we're also joined by Andrew Goldfarb. Oh, oh, I don't even bother. Hey, Goldfarb. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. How about you? Good. Is this my con? Yeah, I just <laughs> turned it on for you. Okay, good. Um, anyways, so Goldfarb, yes. good, is it a good or bad move if Sony tries to be the best and not the first console out there? To be the best? And, well, if they're the best, I would think a good move. Well, no, they're the best right now. And nothing, that didn't work out. Well, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they necessarily have to be first. They just have to do it right when they launch. You know, like they have to not price themselves out of the game immediately, you know, and like yeah. get people to support the console early. So um, I don't know if they have to be first, but they have to be close, and they have to actually think about the launch and not just be like, it's a billion dollars. I think we're going to have a situation like we did with GameCube and Xbox. I think I think Xbox 360 or Xbox 720 and PlayStation 4 will be coming out within a few weeks of each other. Probably. I think they got to yeah. go toe-to-toe. you got to go toe-to-toe this time, because what, hap- what killed them this last time around is that they, they had a year head start on them. You know what I mean? People had no, like, oh, I want to play something in HD. I want to be online. I'm going to buy this thing. It's all that's out. I also like the idea, and it might be a suicide mission in a way, depending on how things pan out, but I, I would like the idea of if Microsoft announced, we're coming out this date, 
with Xbox 720, and Sony's like, funny, so are we. Yeah, and then and then and then and then you see like and then you first of all cut in that like people are like oh well, like that's cool what do I do you yeah know? and then you and then you split at least you split between the audiences that already exist and then maybe if you price it competitively and say PS4 is a hundred dollars cheaper comes out the same day that'd be awesome you know like that's like hands just, uncharted four like, God just, of War four just have balls infamous four you know, sorry just have balls thing. and just be like we are we are we are not afraid. To compete you know, with you. He, but yeah. here's, I just think it's going to be an uphill climb for any console maker to, to sell a system now. It's because the PS3, fully upgradable, right? The Xbox 360, fully upgradable. They can add features till the calcs come home until they, until they stop doing it, right? But you, now the consumers are like, this, this box can do everything. I'm good with this. Yeah. And and so it's going to be a hard sell for for Microsoft and, uh, and people are Sony. happy with what they have. Exactly, I agree. I don't think we need new consoles. The graphics are great, and to consumer, the graphics are, are amazing now. It's like, how are you going to say, well, our the next console is going to have even more amazing graphics? It's I, like, I'm I'm on the same page as you, just in the sense just because and, they're and people, making a new system doesn't mean people are going to buy it. That's true. I, I've said it, and people get mad. I mean, because it's not the conventionalism in this industry, and certainly not the conventionalism with developers who are actually mad that there aren't new consoles, uh, but. I don't think we need a new console. I mean, I think PlayStation 3 is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how much better is it going to get? I mean, it, 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 and especially next generation. Like, when PlayStation 4 or Orbis, whatever it's called, comes out, I mean, it's probably going to be the pinnacle of tech in which it, it should be, you know, uh, to something, you know, Craig was saying. Like, why not have a system in which you could – it's kind of like the N64 with the expansion pack or something right. like that. Like, have <laughs> things that you could – you could you, where you like the PS4. If you need to play this game in five years after the PS4 comes out, you have to buy this little chip that you oh, put into the PS4. Peripherals don't work. We already know that. Peripherals Sega don't Saturn, work, no. give me the RAM yeah, cartridge. I like the idea. I like yeah. the idea of having a box in which like it's the box. It's the box you own for a decade. It's yeah, the box so you own for fifteen years. But yeah. that's why that's why Wii U is actually I think going to succeed. I'm not saying this as a Nintendo bias. I'm saying it's because they're doing something completely different. You have a controller that's completely different, and you're you include that controller with every system. It's like mm-hmm. the move did not work for Sony because it's not included. Because it was in a knee jerk reaction. The yeah, fucking Wii. Exactly. So I mean, they they already did it with the Wii. I right. mean, like, Nintendo shows that they so, can do it. The only way that uh, the play, the play, next PlayStation or Microsoft is going to do something is if they're the, it, out of the box. It's going to be doing something you just cannot do on current generation systems. Yeah, you have to give somebody you a, can't have a, a reason on why it know? is. Yeah. You figure uh, above all else before, like right, PS2 was yeah. DVD. And then Blu-ray for PS3. Graphics aren't going to do it. And so Graphics what are, we gonna are do? not going to do it. It's yeah. like you, you look at current generation PC stuff, and that stuff's amazing, but it's, it's certainly not that huge of a jump from what you can already do on the PS3 and 360 on an HD set. It'd be one of those things they would need to... I think you, the, the Sony's strength so far going with these consoles has been packaging in something that you... is also It's, yeah. it's something else for your home, you know right. what I mean? It's got to so be a day one thing. It's it got to be like, yeah, you, this is your cable box too, or yeah. you can do this, or you can stream that, or something exclusive to this that would be like the extra... Oh, okay, great. And Uncharted. Shit, even Ouya can probably oh, yeah. be better than like, PlayStation 4, even though the visuals aren't going to be that amazing. It's just, you know, it's a cheap system that people can understand right away. Not sold on thing. that thing at all. No, I'm not I'm not at all sold on Ouya. <laughs> I think that's, I mean, Colin said a second ago, I, I think this next generation of consoles seems to be more for developers and consumers in some ways. I mean, I know PS3 has, like, obviously, as you saw with Skyrim, has, like, notorious memory issues, and, like, I think people want hardware that's going to be able to you know be easier to develop for and that's like you know has direct x11 support has like all these things that catch up to pc gaming a little bit but i agree 100 percent. i don't know that that difference will be visible to the average consumer you know yeah. i don't know that like mom and dad walking into the store are going to be able to tell that like hey that game has you know better ram <laughs> well, epic, epic is you know championing the, the next generation rendering. because that's what their next generation engine is for right, right. it's like an unreal engine 4 is not made for this generation it's for next generation that's why they're going come on do it come on yeah. it's good because like that's what they're going to sell to other developers to make games for so that's why they're back yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 that's why i think price is really important i i, I like you know i like to play around with the idea even though the tech is going to be really 
great in these consoles, no doubt, to sell them no at a, a loss and, and really maybe even sell them at a big loss in order to get them out there and then people and proliferate with hardware. They won't do that, They never do that. You know, because imagine if they were like, PS4 is $199, <laughs> you know? And we eat $200 in every one we sell, you know? And let's just have some balls, you know, and say like... You we're are- already losing money. <laughs> no, no, but like business is always a game of time, sure, you know? And sure. you don't make money without spending money. And Sony has to realize that PlayStation is one of the things that's keeping them in business. Because while the TV industry, like the TV segment is fucked, you know, and they screwed, Thanks, them- and they screwed themselves with music and they should have been the first to the iPod and they should have done all of these things, you know, but they didn't because they don't cooperate with each other. But PlayStation's successful. PlayStation can spin off and be a successful company by itself. You know, so if they're like, let's take a loss, let's take a huge loss. Let's let our, our, our people know the quarterly losses when we when we release our fiscal statements are going to be losses for several years. But what if we get these things out? It's a, a bunch of homes and then we just chill and we sell software. Yeah, you know? have that install base and then do it right. That would be awesome. I mean, that's the only way they're going to make money because right now with the Vita, they insist on selling the Vita at a price point in which they make money on it. And that's a mistake because no one fucking wants a Vita at that price point. You know, yeah. you drop $50 and you eat $25 of that. Suddenly you sell millions more Vitas, but then people are buying software for it. And, yeah, but you're and, also 25 million in the hole. But that doesn't matter. I mean, that's the point. Like you can't invest. Businesses never make money. You know, say, say you have... A business that's just starting up. A mom and, and they want to, Yeah, and they want to make money. Well, they're not going to make money for probably several years. Sony's got to be in a situation where it's where it's we don't have the resources to make the money as we are now. In fact, we're still losing money even when we consolidate. And even though it's a, le- a smaller loss, and even though we're cutting things like chemicals and all these things that we don't make money on, <laughs> you know, uh, they still need to make investments. And I know that they know that. And I know that that's why they're, they're continuing to make losses because they could certainly – Lay off twenty five percent of the company and be in the in the black again. You know, yeah. You don't do that. You have to make investments in the future, and so I think that that's a smart move. They should have already done it with Vita, and I hope that they do it with PS four. You know, because getting those hard, getting they you don't make money on hardware. It's like a band, for instance. Uh, most musicians don't make money on album sales. They make touring, uh, huh? Touring. They make the, exactly. They make their money on touring. Albums are investments, and, and oftentimes labels lose money on them. You know, but when they have someone signed and they go on tour and they get a cut of that, then they make a profit. And that's that's the mindset that they need to have with PlayStation 4, I think. Yeah, I mean, whether it's that specific strategy or not, they definitely need a different strategy than what they had this generation. Sure. Like the, the point is that they need to look at their business differently and look at the long term rather than the short term. You know, they don't need to look at, hey, are we making money day one from the launch of this console? They need to look at, hey, like, are we going to make money eventually? Well, they started this generation. Sony started this generation saying, it's a PlayStation. You want it. And yeah. so they sold it for $700 yeah, and no one bought it. Exactly. It's like, that yeah. was ridiculous. It's like, yep. so I'm hoping that actually humbled them into Hopefully. understanding the way the market works. Oh, I think, think humbled, so. I think it's humbled them. Yeah. I think, see, I think even more so the Vita launch has humbled them because they, they thought they were doing that with Vita. And now Vita has been a colossal failure so far. So Yeah, I think Vita, if anything, was confusing to them. Because of the reception, we've talked about many times the reception of Vita, especially Vita's pricing, was like, I remember we were at that E3 and everyone's like, really? It's only two hundred and fifty bucks, you know? Yeah, really? Because we were like, how much? I was like, four hundred probably, something totally fucking obscene, you know? And they're like, everyone's like, fuck yeah, man, two hundred fifty. But then everything, the wheels started to come off right before. Uh, Oh, there's no memory, and the memory cards that are yeah, yeah. the battery lasts like four hours. Yeah, you have to buy proprietary memory cards, and our games like Modern Nation Racers don't even play online, and you can't. (laughs) It's like okay, like. But they, I, so I think that that surprised them because I think that everything was pretty positive with Vita, which is probably why they ordered so many of them for a launch because yeah. they assumed that obviously, I mean, no matter what they say, they clearly assumed that it was going to sell better, and I, I hope that they assumed that it was going to sell better than a few million copy, a few million units in fucking six months. Nonetheless, uh, I think that they have to learn these lessons. Craig's right; we talk about it all the time. They were getting too big for their britches at the end of the PlayStation Two life cycle, yeah. saying things like, "Yeah, it's a PlayStation. You want it? You'll get a second job for it. We can sell ten million of these without a game." 
Yeah. No. Those are things you don't say. You and, think I'm fine. Don't, yeah. don't say. Uh, and, well, even then, they didn't say it. I mean, if that was what how their marketing plan was, it's like, oh, people are just going to buy it. It's like that's not a way to establish a, a brand at all. But they did yeah. say it. Yeah, <laughs> that made it work. Um, so yeah, I think that they, you know, I think that they're starting to listen. We see that Shuhei, in, in speaking about the E3 press conferences being too long or whatever. I don't agree that the E3 press conference is too long. I love them. It had a huge dip in the middle. But, that's the problem. Yeah, but you know, he's like they're listening. They're yeah. saying like you guys don't want these to be this long. You want us to get right to the action. So we'll give you a wonder book for twenty minutes. <laughs> um, so I think that they need to learn. They need to create, an, and, and I still think that creating separate ecosystems that only it's like a it's like a Venn diagram. You know, sure. Like they have to have it, the, the circles must be independent ninety percent of the time, but they must cross over sometimes, and they're crossing over too much right now, and cr- and creating a lot of confusion. Um, so creating these two different ecosystems of PS4 and Vita and how they will interact with each other I think is really important. But I think pricing is important too, man. You've got to proliferate that unit. You're not going to sell software. You will not make any money on any of these studios you own if you did, people don't have these hard, this hardware and you have to sell them at a loss. And they know that. Mm. And I bet you they will. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Podcast Beyond, episode 252. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. I know it was the very end. Yeah, it was. Thanks for coming. I'm sorry. Thanks for coming so much for one question. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, IGN.com pays the bills and keeps the mics on, so go there. Rate us on iTunes. Do all that jazz. Then follow us on Twitter. IGN is IGN. I am Game Over Greggy. Colin is no taxation. Uh, Goldfarb, who you heard for one second, is Garfep. Uh, Greg always regrets fucking elderly people is the way to remember that wow. one. Wow. Yeah, right? That's how you get around God, it, man. That's what what the, acronym yeah. can you create for mine? I'm not going to oh. try it. You're Cranky Craig. That's easy. All right, good. That's easy. The Craig, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, this was yeah, fun. Thank you. It's been too, too long. We miss you. Yeah, I miss you too. All right. uh, not, not you so much, Andrew, because I never worked with you. That's fair. Well, but you brought him in. You, you, you you were the first person ever to meet the Goldfarb in the flesh. Remember uh, that's, that's true. There's Andrew Goldfarb was a, a podcast Beyond super fan, IGN super fan, I should say. Yes, yes, exactly. And uh, you bought the Beyond T-shirt, bought a green version of it off the Cafe Press site back in the day. Yep. Uh, splitreason.com slash IGN right now to go buy the real one. Yes. And then uh, Craig Harris, you met him at the Nintendo World. Yeah, I was just like, hey, I'm going to be at Nintendo World. Someone show up, and then Andrew I showed, showed up. up. Yeah. I, I was the only one while I was there, and then I just drove you crazy questions about freelancing. That was awesome. Well, involved. if it helped you get a job, I, I take yeah. pride in that. I bothered Mark Ryan that. Yeah, <laughs> and it the did. rest is history. Remember, Podcast Beyond uh, airs every Tuesday, and it ends every Tuesday with a song. Here's a song. This one is from uh, the guy who's been writing under the name Fau Surer, S-U-C-R-E. How would you pronounce that, Colin? What is it? S-U-C-R-E. Surrey? S-U-C-R-E. It's in the second paragraph there. S- I'm producing, I produce music under... Second paragraph. Oh, wait, before you guys third, sign maybe? off. I don't even know. Before you guys sign Yeah, we got time. You, I, we're, I, Colin's I, trying to find I, the Colin, words there. Yeah, okay. I got some gifts. Oh, right. oh, oh, so, oh Sucra. Sucra, okay. I thought you were okay. saying S-U-R-E-H or... Okay, all right. So don't sign off. Hold on, we're not signing off. I'll read the email while you prepare your gifts. It's one gift, so... Okay, should I keep reading or should I stop reading? here you go. Okay. There's your gift. Craig Harris is, oh, it's a face hugger from Aliens. Everyone, oh, yeah. everyone gets a face hugger. You get a face hugger. Oh you get a oh, face hugger. Why are, yeah, promote your game. We should, do you want to talk about your game? No, I, I'm not here to promote my game. Okay, well. I can't. I'm not a spokesperson. Just remember, everybody, Aliens versus Predators no. 2. No, Greg, no. It's Aliens, aliens Colonial Marines. Marines. When's it coming out? Uh, Gearbox. February, February 12th okay. of next year. And it's, it's cool going to be a PAX. It's going to be a PAX. Okay. And it's going uh, to be awesome. 
All right. Well, I like this face hugger quite yeah, a bit. Thank cool. you. You're it's well made. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a quality, quality tchotchke. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, faux scorrects, whatever. I don't know. I love listening to you guys every week, and I thought you might be able to use this song at the end of your show this Tuesday. Attached is Parade, one of my more recent ones. It gets pretty happy at about the 45-second mark. Uh, if you like this one, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go download some more of his music. He's over at SoundCloud.com slash F-A-U-X. S-U-C-R-E. If you want to be the song of the week here on Podcast Beyond, or just have your question on Podcast Beyond, remember, send it to beyond at IGN.com and make your name readable for idiots like myself. Uh, So, until next time, here's Parade. Beyond! Beyond! Beyond!
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.